like every single time I've tried to plan for anything, it's never worked. It's just a matter of going with opportunities as they arise and and doing things that maybe make you a little uncomfortable, but you just know are right. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here at the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Today, I'm really excited to have a long, semi-structured, semi-totally unstructured discussion. Uh, we're, we're calling it Real Conversations with my good friend, another podcast host, The Realist Idealist. I'm going to have a bunch of links in the show notes for this episode because we cover a wide range of topics all the way around. And you also may notice as you're listening along, around the hour mark, there are some audio difficulties. Then about five minutes later, there are some audio difficulties. And then there's some weird glitches here and there as we're doing the recording. It was quite an interesting process as both of us, both of our phones had good reception where we were. So it's quite curious to pay attention to at what points in the conversation the things just drop off and go all weird. That's a really interesting observation. But that being said, it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. There are, there are a ton of links that are there. So please, if you're unfamiliar with anything, please check out the show notes as well. Uh, if you have any questions or you're curious or have any topics uh, you'd like to like to hear us discuss, this is something we're going to be doing regularly now. So feel free to send me your comments, questions, thoughts, etc., etc., to wisdomofthewilderness at protonmail.com. Again, that's wisdomofthewilderness at protonmail.com. This was really fun. Thank you for being here. And a big thank you to the people from all of the different countries, all the different cities, states, provinces, wherever you are. It is so cool for me to take a look at the little statistics I get from this platform and see how many people have tuned in for an episode. That's really great. So thank you. I really appreciate you being here, spending part of your valuable time listening to me. All right. Without further ado, Let's get to the episode. All right. Thank you for being here, friends. Today is the start of a new, uh, we'll call it feature, with Wisdom of the Wilderness, because I've been thinking a lot about what is fake and what is real and what, how do we know and how do we discern that? And uh, what better way to start things off than uh, real conversations with our good friend, the realist idealist. Hola, amiga. Hello, hello. Hey, how are you doing on this beautiful sunny day? Oh, quite fabulous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. What is the uh, temperature and stuff like where you are? Uh, last I checked, it was 81 and um, sunny because that it always is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I live in a place where it's sunny every day. Aren't you all jealous? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty freaking jealous. It was uh, like 26 degrees this morning when I got up, so... I am wearing shorts, I am barefoot, and I've got uh, a wool shirt, a hoodie, a down vest. Uh... So stubborn. Yeah. Oh, hey, <laughs> so, summer, summer is still going. The geese are just flying the wrong way. They just have to figure that out. Right? Right. Oh, good gosh. Wow. Well, anyways, we are here to have a real conversation about real things. And 
what better way to kick it off than, gosh, what is the nature of reality or our own reality? Yeah, for sure. Let's start small. Okay. With a easy topic. <laughs> sure, right? <laughs> with re- like reality. Yeah, no. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Remind me how we met. <laughs> um, well, you know, um, when you approached me about this topic, uh, I initially was kind of like, oh, it's way too big, Greg, come on. Um, but, you know, I started to think about language because because uh, I teach English and I love English and I love language. And that's, that tends to be like where I start. And I was thinking about the way that we use the word reality um, in practice, day to day, not during conversations like this, where we're like, that's what our subject, um, but just in day to day. And there was really two things that came up for me um, of how we use that term. And one was sort of that final moment in a conversation or maybe an argument or a debate or something um, where the final point is going to be made. And we say, well, in reality, X, Y, Z, right. And it's followed Mm -hmm. by like, usually some like uber rational observation and, you know, and it's kind of designed (laughs) like, okay, let's put this to rest. Like Mm -hmm. rubber meets the road here. Like this is the reality. (laughs) So that was one thing I thought of. And the Mm -hmm. other thing I thought of was also at the end of an (laughs) argument where it's like, well, that's just reality right? Like, mm-hmm. shut up, shut up. <laughs> That's just reality. Shut the flying hallelujah up. Thank you. Right, exactly. <laughs> and aside from actually having a conversation about reality, where obviously mm-hmm. we're going to use the word, mm-hmm. I really didn't come up with much besides those where we really use it in everyday language. And I thought that because mm-hmm. both of those <laughs> examples are sort of like kind of a finality of a conversation. Um, mm-hmm. And the second example is just flat out dismissive, right? Like, oh, for sure. Your points and experiences and mm-hmm. arguments are no longer relevant because I'm here in reality. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> just take a hike, all right? Um, <laughs> you know, and, and so I thought that was like, I thought that was really interesting, you know, that I was like, here we have, <laughs> we don't even like speak of it very highly, <laughs> you know, or use mm-hmm. it to, to speak. Um, and I thought that was kind of a fascinating use of the word. And then I also started thinking, okay, like, so what are we saying? I mean, what are we really saying when we're like, okay, so the reality is blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess a synonym would be truth, right? Like the truth mm-hmm. is X, Y, Z. Um, or I'm living in the truth. <laughs> I don't know where you are, mm-hmm. but I'm over here in the truth. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that's all well and good. Um but I guess my linguistic brain sort of thinks like, why would we choose the word reality over truth? Um, what, what's the difference there? Um, subconsciously likely, right? Cause it's not like we're taking all these time, you know, to think of every word we say, unfortunately we don't, maybe we should, uh, <laughs> maybe we should be a lot more careful, but um, you know, so on a subconscious level, <laughs> do you want to go down we that choosing- rabbit hole later? All right. <laughs> you can bookmark that one. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we so imprecise? Um, but, uh, you know, so that truth could be it. 
Um, but it, then I started thinking how we use the word truth. Well, truth seems to be, in my own observation in my own corner of the world here, um, mm-hmm. seems so we can have the truth, but you can also have your truth, and I can also have my truth, and we can have yeah. two truths that maybe sit together at the same time. You know, we have a lot more flexibility with truth. Um, and even if we take, like, the most staunchest truth, which I think would be, like, I don't know, in, like, a legal context, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're in court to find out the truth or something. Um <laughs> At face value, different rabbit mm-hmm. hole, but um, mm-hmm. let's say that's yeah. what, um, you know, but even in context, we allow for certain um, experiences, right? Like we allow for yeah. motivation. Um, we might have committed a crime, but maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was in self-defense. Um, maybe there was mm-hmm. a misunderstanding. Um, maybe there's an interpretation of the law that's different. Like we, the, even when we use truth there, it's still mm-hmm. a little flexible it has room for experience and context um Mm -hmm. but when we use the word reality it seems like we're making an assumption that there is something that exists that's beyond all experience or context Ooh, yeah yeah and and it seems like that oh gosh interpretation that people presume that there is just one that's there and this is the absolute, this is the only way. And it's really interesting that, uh, that isn't true. Well, yeah. And see, and so this is, this is kind of inherently the problem, right? Because, um, if we're speaking as if they're really, we might sit down and talk about reality and we are thinking about it. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what percentage of people would say reality is subjective or not. I have no idea. Um, but let's say a good number of people would. You know, I think that the language and how we use it, how we use it is evidence that when we go out into the world and we practice being people, that we don't think it. Mm. You know, maybe when we make... Um, a conscious effort to think it we're kind of like yeah yeah this is a subjective experience like maybe what i'm seeing isn't what's happening or whatever um but then when we go talk it's not really there um and so i don't think we're really creating that in our experience because that's not how we're speaking so that's not really what we're putting out there you know we're putting out there that there is one there is one yeah. and if i get really frustrated at you <laughs> I am going to lean on the argument that there is one reality and you seem to be completely detached from it. What is wrong with you? Um, You know, which, which is um, very unproductive place to, um, you know, interact. For sure. And, and frustrated is the, feels like the correct word for, for that position because it, it ultimately goes to, oh, cool, there's a parasailer up there, paraglider up there that just caught my oh, eye. Oh, cool. Nice. No way. Yeah. Uh, totally random side thought because I totally am always paying attention. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, lost my train of thought. It's coming back to the station. Um, yeah, with, with reality, with the immediate dismissal of, you know, I am, I am here, like, you must be batshit crazy to be, to, to not see exactly what I see. It, 
it's quite an interesting position to be in, especially around the, the call it constructs of language and the ways that words are used as well as mm, ignoring maybe too, too far on this, but ignoring the other ways of perceiving a similar situation, if that makes sense. For sure. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, well, we can't really say that reality is subjective (laughs) if we're not (laughs) willing to um, acknowledge that then that might be that we live in completely separate realities, right? So, um, so we can't really say that. Um, and, And we don't seem to say that in daily life. That's not what we seem to say. Um, even if we get into our, you know, really balanced spaces, but that's the challenge, right? Like, I mean, we can have like these conversations or we can go into quiet, like, you know, we go to, um, you know, a class or retreat or, you know, get some solitude. And then we have these like great epiphanies, right? But if they don't come back into our lives, they just sort of sit in this other space, um, which is better than nothing, but um, not as good as being integrated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It can be can be a challenge to integrate something when you've had such a uh, life-changing or transformative experience for to sure, then yeah. come, back, come back into, uh, I'm going to use a term like a different way of being. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, f- from my perspective, like I've talked a lot about boss, I have shared how many bajillion stories about boss, but taking that course and literally living in a different reality than most of my coworkers and colleagues in the big city in Colorado did being completely separated for two weeks and then coming back and realizing, holy cow, like I actually did live a different life like, three right. days ago. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, I was nowhere near this. Like that was all totally irrelevant. It made no difference. It made no sense. And at the same time, I'm challenged to communicate with y'all about what I perceive. I also lack that capacity at the moment to give two flying hallelujahs about what you think is important. Very interesting. Right. Right. Um, well, and yeah. I, I find interesting about that, it's about your experience, too, is that while like, you're having this transformative experience, you know, out in the wilderness in Utah, right, as boss? Mm-hmm. And was, yeah, that was Utah? Yes. Utah, Utah. Yeah. yeah. In Utah, that everybody, you know, back home is having their exact same reality, you know, as is, right, status quo. Or, I mean, maybe they're in their own transformative experience, who knows, mm-hmm. but that these things are, like, happening simultaneously, right? So it's like, yeah. the world just sort of went on, right? <laughs> and then yeah. here you're like, oh, but I, <laughs> no. I, 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 I'm now aligned differently to it, right? I mean, this really kind of yeah. comes down to a lot that you and I both talk about, you know, about alignment and intention and all this stuff, um, yeah. you know, but it's like, but that these things are happening, at the same time, I find really fascinating. So like one thing that gets me like really trippy is um, when I'm in the foothills outside of Denver and I'm looking down into Denver, like especially at night, not so much in the day. It it doesn't trigger this as much, but at night (laughs) when I'm like driving down I-70 
and I'm looking at all the lights and there's all of Denver there sprawling mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, you know, and I just get to thinking way, way too deeply for driving um, about, um, <laughs> you know, that I'm like, there's all these people down there. I mean, to see a Vista um, that's holding that many people in it, you know, cause it's not a nature Vista, Jeez. it's a city Vista yeah. Yeah. Um, to see a Vista that holds that many people in it, you know, and I'm like, there's like these people down there and they're all having whatever experience they're having today, you know, like some of them are falling in love today and some of them, their hearts are breaking today. And some people are, are down there and they're scared, you know, and some people are down there and they're lonely down there and they're happy and some people are contemplating really big decisions and you know other people aren't and you know and and I just find that to be the most fascinating thing that we can have like simultaneously extremely different Mm -hmm. experiences and the fact that they can fit into one visual um is really cool yeah yeah it's it's sort of the same thing I was messaging about over the weekend where, you know, I'm sitting in a wood fired hot tub at this magical place. I was at looking up and seeing the Milky way and simultaneously realizing like being, being in the big city, being in Denver, Denver's a city. You might see what a hundred stars if you look up in the night sky, but if you're out in the middle of nowhere, you see galaxies and life. it's really interesting how we are in so many different things. And even this day we're talking right now, the, the parasailers now like over the backyard, this is freaking cool. I can, man, I wonder if I know that person. (laughs) (laughs) I can almost see the face. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. It is really freaking cool. Um, But at, at the same time, you know, knowing that where I'm here being like, wow, this is so cool. There's someone else who's looking up saying like, oh my God, what, what an idiot. What, what person would be up there in a parasail right now? You could get injured, overrun hospitals, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, there's a bird flying Bobby. I'm like, what in the hell is that? Okay. And there's a fish in the, in the river or in the lake that doesn't care. Right. It's, sure. it's, it's, it's such a, an interesting place to be. And to also remind ourselves that, yeah, as you're driving down, uh, driving down 70, that drive I did so many times, and you see everything open up, there are some people in the world who would say, oh, my gosh, this is beautiful. Look at the Denver skyline. It's what they show anytime there's a Monday night football game or whatever's going on. And you've got other people that think or that remember what Denver looked like 100 years ago or 150 years ago when you could see the plains. You could be standing on top of Mount Evans looking out and see the open Milky Way starry galaxy that I saw. Or you can see a whole bunch of light pollution. And you can see, here's the couple that just had proposal. Here's the couple that just broke up. Here's the couple that's about to separate because a heart attack is coming. It's right. There's so many different things happening. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... uh... It's interesting. I mean, which I think, if anything, right? I mean, that speaks to subjective reality. I mean, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Like, it, it's like, oh, yeah. um, you know, it's not like, okay, guys, here's here's a day for a good day, <laughs> right? Like, uh-huh. everyone's going to have one because um, it yeah. just is. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, here's a bad day. Everyone get ready, you know, because the day's just going to suck. You know, I mean, we just, it's just not... <laughs> 
that's not that does not appear to be what's happening anyway. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. since we're talking about subjective realities, I'll phrase it that way. But um, you know that there there are simultaneous experiences happening at time, uh, and it, that's and that's really. I mean, I, I think it's cool, but but it's inconvenient, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it, it? It is very inconvenient if you're someone. Uh, oh, how do I want to phrase this? Conscious language and conscious language is the thing I've been very aware of over the past month or so, three weeks for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ha- having a single reality, um, it's the focus of hmm, some people that are out there. And acknowledging the parallels or the multiverses or the subjective uh, is equally valid, is more valid. It's, my perspective, the only way to address things. But it's very interesting, the, the mechanisms put in place to focus on one out of many possibilities. And even going as far as to, you know, there are, we're in this conversation right now, there are an infinite number of possibilities of the next words that I say and the direction the conversation goes and whatever is going to end up being recorded and put on to wisdom or the wilderness podcast. Uh, that's what's transpiring, but there are an infinite number of potentialities of what I might say. Will I comment that I can see two robins on different trees? Uh, one is an empty maple tree. One is a spruce tree. Um, will I comment that there's larches changing over here? I could just easily comment and say, why in the hell is there a canoe that's missing paddles and PFDs in that backyard? What good is a boat with no paddles? And that's just three examples out of a bajillion. Right. So, right. yeah, it, it, it's very interesting, the, you know, the, the direction towards one perception when there are in true reality and truth, infinite perceptions and realities and truths. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think, I mean, I think the reason, you know, in part, I mean, that that collectively we're getting very stuck on this is that, um, I mean, what you're saying is very uncomfortable, right? Because, I mean, you're saying several things, but like some that just come to mind. One, you're, you're telling me right now that we like don't know anything, (laughs) right? Which is not. (laughs) What? usually what we want to hear right you know so it's like here we were pretty certain about this reality at least some things in it and then for Mm. someone to come along and be like well actually like even some of the things that we really thought were like you know pretty set in stone you know Mm -hmm. like stone um Mm -hmm. isn't even (laughs) that solid (laughs) you know know, maybe if we look at you know a molecular level you know stone's Mm -hmm. not as solid as it seems to be maybe if we look Mm. at um nothing's maybe <laughs> as solid as it seems to be and you know and so then it just starts unraveling things that we um have built this life on right um yeah. and maybe some of that's good uh because there are some things that need to change i think we can but um that's scary that's uncertain right so you're taking away some of the certainty um yeah. whatever's left really <laughs> whatever's left um and you're saying well actually none of that might be certain either um and that's uncomfortable people really Mm -hmm. fight that really tooth and nail um because it's not a comfortable place to be especially if you're not accessing curiosity um which is hard to Mm. access and the more fearful you are the harder it is to access 
so that's something yeah. that that for me is mm-hmm. that's also a lot a lot of personal responsibility if i now i'm taking charge Mm-hmm. Because it can be all of these potential things. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm in charge of it. Can't blame mm-hmm. it on anything else, right? Like, you know, so there's Correct. a lot, there's mm-hmm. a lot of personal responsibility in that, that I think is hard to take. Um, and we haven't been taught to take that. Um, I mean, some people really, really haven't, you know, if you want to look at the development generations now. Um, yeah responsibility is lacking maybe even our more conventional senses but then when you go and throw in this you know you can create you know your life the life you want there's these infinite possibilities it's all a matter of what you align with uh the world can really be anything that you want to make it well that's a lot of that's a lot of responsibility you know shit (laughs) yeah yeah literally no shit that is a lot of responsibility for you to to look around and say, I can choose to incorporate this and I can choose to say, oh, that's interesting. I live in a different reality where magic happens every day. And, right. and it's as simple as a perspective change or a word flip or whatever it is, you know, it right. is very interesting. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like how can, how can, um, okay, cool. So, so I'm standing here in BC, uh, and I'm in the mountains now. That, that's a big change. Uh, I live in the mountains. And uh, I am looking around, and I can see majestic mountains. And I can see, maybe I'll take a photo of this after and put it, change the uh, icon or the photo for the podcast. Uh, but I can see so many different colors right now of yellow, gold, brown. Uh, and I'm a boy, so my differentiation of color is not as acute as uh, many people's. Um, but there's all kinds of greens, browns, yellows, reds, uh, auburns, um, wine-colored things. Uh, and that's just looking up at the mountains where the larches are changing. The aspens are changing. All the deciduous trees are changing. Some of them are already down. And I can look around and say, oh my gosh, this is such a magical day. I've got a snow-free mountain where my right hand is pointing. I've got, well, they're hidden behind the neighbor's trees. Uh, I've got this beautiful mountain right behind me, the namesake of many things. And I can see a beautiful log cabin out there. How cool is it that it is whatever, October the something or other if? And I'm looking around. Yeah, it was below freezing this morning. And I am standing. I'm wearing my board shorts and just a hoodie now and my hat. I'm barefoot in the grass that was frosted on this morning. And there's a little bit of, you know, high clouds somewhere. This is a beautiful, magical day. Someone For sure. else. And yeah, thank you. And someone else who's here. This is a super challenging day. Oh my gosh, they had to get up and scrape the car in the morning. Oh my gosh, they had to go somewhere else. Well, now you can't do this because it's fall and you can't do this because of this and you can't mow the lawn and you can't do whatever it is and there's a duck quacking in the background and all these things, but that's all perceptions and that's all someone's interpretation of this. It is a freaking magical day. I have got a ton of things accomplished that move me forward in my life 
Although subjectively, someone would say, well, you didn't do X, Y, and Z to get these goals that I think are important. Uh, I have done all of the things that connect me with being alive and and I'm here talking to one of my closest friends. Like this is a beautiful day, but to someone else, I need to do all of these different things they think are important to even consider calling this a good day. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, when I was, uh, I don't know if NLP concept, but it came to my attention when I was studying NLP. Um, but, you know, um, I mean, there's like really um, any, maybe millions, maybe we don't even know, um, but there's, let's say millions um, of things that could be potentially perceived, right, um, mm-hmm. in our universe. And some of them, just because we're experiencing the universe in human bodies, right? So there's oh, going to sure. be some available to us or um mm-hmm. you know some things we can't hear and things like that um so there's that filter you know which is fine we've we've decided to be humans and so that's okay um you know mm-hmm. but then even of the things that can make it through that filter you know we are only capable of focusing on a handful of things at any one time i forget the exact number but i want to say it's 12 um okay yeah but I that, might, sounds, that sounds familiar i'll stand corrected if anyone happens to find that it's uh, 12 um and so of all of these now thousands of things that we are in fact perceiving because we can they're in our experience mm-hmm. and truly in our experience right now we're going to receive only a handful of them and all of that is a matter of our own personal filters you know so there's a lot of things we choose not to pay attention to right like we choose not to pay attention to, I don't know, maybe the feeling of our clothes because you don't need to, right? Like there's other things to pay attention to, um, you know, or we might not pay it. We might be really focused on something so we don't see something or we don't hear something. Um, come into our perceptions. We just chose not to pay that any mind. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's a filter, but that's also a bias, I wasn't sure uh, where where I cut out there, um, but um, yeah, I was talking about NLP mm-hmm. and sort of the limitations of our of our filters. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the filters of being human because yeah. we can't perceive everything and from human bodies, right? Um, but then the other filters, um, I think we did catch um, that you can catch about twelve things yes, um, in yes. your space, right? Yeah. So um, so. You know, um, one thing that my my horse Pearl has been teaching me lately um, is like the idea of being grounded. Um, we can feel ungrounded, but that's not really exactly true um, because grounding is an energy, right? So, yeah, you know, the earth has an energy and we have an energy. And if we're attached to it, we're going to be grounded. I mean, if that's not really um, like an option, <laughs> you know, this isn't like something we need to intend on. That's just sort of um, a law, right? Um, you know, when I have like electricity going through my electric fence, I don't need to tell it like, oh, hey, electricity, ground, <laughs> mm-hmm. ground now. So that, you know, there's mm-hmm. like a shock through the fence. Um, it's just not necessary. But we can feel ungrounded because we are not opting to focus on that sensation, right? Which is why 
we go into a grounding exercise, you know, where we, you know, focus on the fact that we're touching the ground and our feet are touching the ground and, you know, making even contact and all this and that. And it's beneficial. It's beneficial, it seems, um, for a lot of people anyway, to have that exercise in their life periodically, uh, because that's something that we start to filter out after a while, um, that we're just not paying attention to that. But it's not that it exactly that it wasn't there. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't part of our experience. Um, and so I think like that's kind of both a relief and also maybe a little bit of a frustration, you know, because I think the relief in it is that, okay, I don't need to like, quote unquote, be grounded all the time, meaning I don't need to like actively try to ground all the time. You know, I can, I can bring it into my experience periodically and then it's still actually going to do that. Like now Mm -hmm. I can trust that. Um, and there's, there's a lot of things in our realities that that's going to happen. We perception for a moment or several minutes or whatever but they're still going to happen there like they're going to work in the background you know and so it's just a matter of reminding ourselves to make them part of our experience um so that they're not always somewhere else (laughs) you know working somewhere else um and so you know i think um you know, but that, that going back to, you know, kind of the re, the reality piece of this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that there's just, there's a lot of bias, a lot of personal bias in those 12 things that we select. And so oh, if yeah. we, um, and our biases, you know, I, I mean, they come from any number of places, so just our own personal beliefs or culture or families, our past experiences, whatever, um, you know, and those are going to influence what we see um you know and like the one that i think is like you know referenced most often is do you live in a kind or unkind universe you know and that belief Mm -hmm. system to change you filter in and out of your experience um you know but there's several other belief systems uh, many of which i think are subconscious for a lot of us um, you know, that are influencing this filtration system and this bias system, because there's just a bias of selection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. There is a very big bias of selection. For sure. Right. So if I live, uh, let's, let's make it real world relevant here. All right. Like, so if I live in a, if I live in a scary world, mm-hmm. right, I'm going to have a different reality. Than if I live in a world that's not scary, Um, you know, and so, you know, and really what this comes down to the personal experience or the personal responsibility part, you know, really comes down to which thoughts are serving you the best. And if Mm -hmm. the thoughts not serving you well, then it behooves change it. It's worth your time, you know. You know, because we've been thinking some thoughts for a very long time. Um, Some of them we don't even know we're thinking yet because they're just not even articulated, you know. Um, And so, you know, that that, that, I made that sound way too simple. Um, Just change your thoughts. Mm -hmm. But but to some degree, it kind of is, Um, you know, because if we just have a different belief system, that's going to change that filtration process. And we're actually going to have a different reality. And that's not... And I'm using the word reality, like, really deliberately there. I mean, I know the word's kind of getting watered down now, but um, that that isn't, like, some, like, rose-colored glass version. That is actually it. You know, the only reality yeah. is your experience. And if your experience yeah. is 
XYZ, that is your experience. There is no, it's not, I mean, it is a lens, but the lens is part of the experience. (laughs) So it's not just like, oh, that's just a lens, right? Everything's a lens. Um, So there's not really an option to be like lens free. Um, But I think people kind of try to dismiss it like, oh, that's too optimistic. Um, Yep. You know, and it's like, well, maybe it is optimistic and maybe it's too optimistic for you. Fair enough. You know, um, you know, because we can't necessarily make these big leaps um, mm-hmm. all the time. You know, we can make the. Um, but but there is no option to be filter free, at least not in these bodies that we're in. So make the filter work for you. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, I'm drawn to share two quotes from someone that it was actually you that introduced oh, me, me to this person. Um, it was you. Yeah. They're, they're not your <laughs> quotes. Uh, they're both from uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who has departed his physical body, but he's still around and his teachings are still around. And if you're interested, check out, just Google Dr. or uh, search with your favorite search engine of choice, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Uh, change your thoughts, change your lives, change your life. Sorry. Oops, my mistake. And when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And both of those have have stuck with me through air quote ups and air quote downs, especially right now as we're recording this in the fall of 2021. Um, What are your thoughts? What are your beliefs? And can you change them? Can you reconcile them with something different? Because we really are perceiving what we believe. And uh, it, it's really interesting to be, to be in these times where, you know, the, as you mentioned, like which thoughts ter- serve you best? Are, are you looking around in fear? Are you looking around in love? Are you looking around in excitement? Yeah, how, how, how many thing, things is my consciousness perceiving at this instant that it would take me, I don't even know how long to, to share all of the things that I'm simultaneously aware of with the five senses we're told we have, but there's a heck of a lot more senses that we are aware of. If you've ever studied or looked into any type of force therapy or nature connection therapy or anything like that, uh, there's not just five. There's a lot more. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the last thing I'll share is, you know, there's a little polar bear um, connected to me. And one of the coolest things has been watching uh, this little polar bear get used to the world and to sit there and think. And maybe you did this, too, when you had smaller humans in your awareness is what are they perceiving? What what things can you see? Uh, what colors do you see? What sounds do you hear? What do you feel before someone tells you, oh, that tree over there is yellow. That canoe over there is red. Uh, that's the right. sun up there. What do you see and feel and how much of what our air quote reality or our perception is what someone else has told us and we just believe it because someone else has said it. Right. Well, and a tied into that is how much of our reality kind of going back to where we started is shaped yeah. by language itself. Right. Oh, yeah. you know, so, um, you know, these things seem really innocent, 
right? Like sun, yellow, tree, you know, but uh, a lot of our language um, is not so innocent, maybe, and not so precise. Um, And we start to really perceive the world through language. Language is very um, important, it seems, um, you know, to humans. We're very linguistic uh, and we're we're very verbal. Um, And this seems to be, at least in my experience, a really big part um, and seems very influential uh, to how we perceive the world. And that's all given to us, right? Like, we didn't really make a choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you yeah. know, we, we obviously we were born into whatever, you know, culture spoke whatever language and we might learn some other languages. And, and that can be really interesting for that very reason, how other cultures might perceive something, <clears throat> how they might put words together. Um, you know, how they might, um, gender things, um, or not gender things or, um, with the order that they put words in, um, or words they have for certain things we might not have words for, or vice versa, um, or having a lot more words for, um, a certain phenomenon. Um, you know, I mean, it's all, I think does influence how we end up interpreting, um, the experience that we're having at any time, um, and then shapes the the experience we then create for ourselves or filter for ourselves, depending on how you oh, look yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. the the limita- the limitations of language and even the the way that we can change um, change our perceptions and literally change our lives by changing the words that we use and the way that we phrase things. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a, there's a lot that's come up for me in the past little bit, but one of the big things was, you know, living in Canada, uh, most people that are in this landmass called Canada have a ridiculous overuse of the word. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Like Why? Why? For what reason in the flying hallelujah right. are you using that word? But, oh, it's culturally conditioned and it's part right. of it. And they're like, oh, no, sorry. Go ahead of me at the grocery store. And you're like, well, no, dude, I want to get out of this grocery store. I don't care that you're there. I'm going to take care of that. But, it, you know, it's, it's used as an interjection and, it, and as something else. And it really, well, it serves right. an interesting purpose when you start to look at the depths of it. But for sure. Yeah, to- because I mean, it's interesting because um, I'm, you know, not quite having been in your experience, although I think sorry yeah. is plenty here, too. But oh, gosh, um, yeah. I don't <laughs> think quite as often, though. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, like why? Well, I mean, what does that word actually mean? You know, because yeah. if you were just like to say, hey, Joe Schmo on the street, what does sorry mean? I mean, I think everyone's probably going to have a similar answer. You know, you're like regretful for something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that means like you feel bad about something you did or said or whatever, Um, you know, but it's like, is that how it's being used? You know, because one, it's not right. Oh, sorry. You know, go ahead of me. Um, It's maybe something to fill space. I don't know. But on the other hand, what if it is? And then how sad is that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like, are you sorry for being? Shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, you you have the right to take up space. Um, yeah. you know, are, you, are you sorry for being alive are you sorry right. for like, being at the store are you sorry for spending money like stfu use the proper word yeah excuse well, me which, i would like to sneak by you in this aisle right 
Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, um, I mean, you know, it's like uh, likely I think you're probably right that it's just it, sorry isn't meaning sorry at all. Um, but if sorry is still meaning sorry, um, then that's very interesting, especially as sort of a cultural wide thing um, mm -hmm. that you sort of have this uh, mass of people um, yeah. who might feel that way about themselves and about their place in the world. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's necessarily true because I, I really don't know. Um, but I think it's an interesting thing to consider. Maybe sorry still means sorry. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's also an issue. But, yeah. you know, certainly you're right when it comes to having integrity in what we say, of which there is not much, in my opinion. Mm. Um, no. no, no, no. And even for myself. I mean, that's, that is hard. And I try really hard to say what I mean. Um, and that's, it's like still hard. It's incredibly hard. Um, mm -hmm. So it's really not like a knock against anybody. It's just hard. Um, but, you know, yeah, what word has the better meaning for what you mean? Then? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe excuse me, <laughs> which is also a very appropriate word. Wouldn't even take that huge of a shift, right? Like. No, excuse no, me. <laughs> no, not at all. And it's crazy when you realize how many decades of socialization are there towards being this way or saying this thing when in reality or when uh, in my perception that serves no purpose. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah, it's 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 just been a very, very interesting um, way to start reperceiving Reperceiving for myself, reperceiving for yourself, reperceiving what's going on in the world, reperceiving, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a change in perception and change of thoughts, change of life. Um, it really does take a desire within for that because, I mean, there are more people sharing that, that knowledge and wisdom now, but uh, it's not coming from the top. It's definitely not coming from the top. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a uh, grassroots movement. Yeah, yeah, the actual grassroots movement. Right. But st standing barefoot. Here we go. Standing yeah. barefoot, hearing the dogs bark over there, waving at the squirrels. <laughs> right. Right. There we go. Yeah. There's. Yeah. It's, well, it's and what just... a what a cool thing to bring up, you know, because in in a. Uh, I mean, I'm as guilty of this as anybody else, but you know, in a in a time. In, where I think it feels like a lot's going wrong mm -hmm. and we've lost a lot of ground. I mean, I think that's a common feeling. Um, and I know it's one that I come across for myself. Um, it doesn't serve me. So I try not to let it stick around, but you know, it comes up, um, you know, that it's like, Oh, we had some things as a culture and a society, et cetera, et cetera. And mm -hmm. we don't have them now. Um, and, and being yep. acutely aware of that, you know, but then at the same time, you know, there's these things popularized and um, that weren't, I mean, they just weren't. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I mean, you and I used to be way more fringe than we are now. That's oh, for gosh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, um, you know, I mean, oh, I, I mean, I, I was weird. I remember uh, I got a book. I don't even know what book it was. I don't even think it was that strange of a book. It might have been Wayne Dyer for that matter um, yeah. for Christmas years ago. Yeah. You know, and my whole family was like, oh, Megan, you're 
a lot of love. It was, it was, you know, it was fine. I was like, cool. I like being the weird one. That's fine. You people. Um, but you know what? I'm not that weird anymore. Mm-hmm. Even in my own family, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, Hey guys, welcome to the light. Um, no, I shouldn't say light. That's so that sounds like a bad, but, um, yeah. You know, it's just, um, you know, there, there's a lot more common ground than there was. Um, and yeah. that what I was doing and what I was reading in the world, that particular family was more than it is mm-hmm. now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that that, um, to a large extent in broader society as well. Um, you know, and so that's sitting simultaneously with this, uh, subset of society that's feeling a lot of fear and is feeling like we've lost a lot of ground. Um, and it's not even just since, since COVID, um, you know, but even since, you know, like me too movement and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the racial stuff, I think there's like sort of this feeling that it's like, oh my gosh, like, like we're losing all this ground. We like, we fought all these battles and we came all this now we haven't gotten anywhere. Like this is frustrating, you know, and then, and then to really look and be like, you know, maybe we've gotten further than we think we're just not done. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just not, all <laughs> you know yeah. i don't know maybe we put a pin in the journey and it was just a little premature i don't know you know or that's just not what a journey is i guess um you know this was a journey right and not a destination so um you know we're 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 fine-tuning things right we're having conversations that revolve around different contexts that we didn't have conversations about we weren't even there you know i mean it was legal to rape your wife up until 1990 something. That's not that long ago. No. You know, um, you know, so yeah, this idea, you know, um, you know, around some of these things like consent and stuff, you know, there, it's not really a loss of ground in my opinion. It's a fine tuning of some of these words and some of these processes. It's as we are able to talk more openly about our experiences, we find Mm -hmm. That maybe weren't as cut and dry as we would have liked them to be on our old yep. definitions. Um, you know, there's a difference between changing law and changing culture, right? You usually mm-hmm. change the law first and then you kind of the culture mm-hmm. follows. Thank yeah. you, Carhorn, for that. Yeah, um, right. you heard that, right? <laughs> that was somewhere <laughs> off to my right over by the Robins. Or what was the Robins interpreting stuff like right. they did when I lived in Lost Wages? <laughs> right. There you go. You know, so I don't know that, you know, but, but then it's kind of like, okay, so what, what's going to serve you better? And that's not my question to answer Yeah. for myself, for myself, the, the thought that serves me better is that we're fine tuning mm-hmm. these experiences, not that we've lost ground, but that we're having conversations that we didn't have before. Yeah. They just were closed. They were dismissed. Um, and yeah. now we're having conversations, not really lost ground. Um, um, you know, even though, you know, we've maybe lost some freedoms, um, societally, we might have more freedom to express this than we ever have in the past and to be more supported in doing so. And that's, that's a gain. Um, and mm-hmm. so to look at that way for me. And so, you know, I try to be in that place as often as all the time. 
because I have low times like everybody's. Um, but the, yeah. Those, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of beneficial things coming from everything the whole world has been through. And it's kind of been a trial by fire and the only way out is to go through it. Um, it's been a lot of growth for a lot of people and a lot of, a lot of ways that were air quote impossible in the past, <laughs> you know, uh, right. you know, take, take, you know, we had a freaking awesome uh 4th of july weekend i think it was 2012 out in utah um and at that point there was no possible way anyone could ever work from home because i was trying to convince my boss that i should be able to work from home and nope 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 not possible never gonna <laughs> right? happen and not even a conversation right no, not even a yeah exactly no 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 i had the one awesome boss that was like yeah do what you need to do and the other one's like nope must be in the office must be in your suit blah 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 blah, blah do that all that shit and uh, here we are in 2021, October, as I recall that the current timeline is. And uh, yeah, most people are saying like, why in the flying hallelujah would I go back to the office if I'm just as or more productive working from home on my own time? Uh, the point of being there is what exactly? Right. It's just, it's a super interesting balance, you know, and it's that perception shifting. That's just one of a, lots of examples I could give. Thank you over there, Pileated Woodpecker, who's chirping away. I don't know if y'all could hear that or not, but that's a Pileated Woodpecker. Oh, no shit. And there is a hawk up there. A hawk is my latest uh, totem for the stuff that oh, I'm nice. working on. So, yeah, that hawk is falling right down the river. I'm probably going to lose sight before i can see if she dives in the river to get a fish or not but that's okay the hawk came by so that's okay <laughs> um but yeah you know how how can how how have perceptions changed and how how has the air quote Im, improbable become not only possible but uh, brought in and and came in and and completely disrupted uh, many of the many of the ways things are happening. Right. It, it, it's very interesting. And and you know I know you're you've had a complete shift with the air quote work stuff. Right. Um, but it, it's neat how this is all playing out, and we're really seeing people that are clinging to uh, we'll call it an outdated or a, a different perception than what you and I have. Uh, versus those who are embracing moving forward and seeing how things transpire and creating for ourselves what we wish to see. The change your thoughts, change your life, be the change you want to see in the world. What impact can that have resonating out? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think like one of the things that was fascinating to me at the beginning of COVID when everyone went home um, mm -hmm. <laughs> was how obviously self-imposed all these limits were right <laughs> like mm -hmm. it was like oh all of a sudden these boundaries are just getting blown away and it's not even hard it wasn't even mm -hmm. hard like it was just like oh that boundary's gone and we all agreed it was gone and it's mm -hmm. gone that was it it really was that simple um it's it, it just was no more complicated than that but it was like all of a sudden we can do telemental health that was not an wow. option you were wow. not allowed to do that it was not considered i don't know whatever 
Oh, private. Sure. I don't know. But, um, you know, <laughs> so now it's like, oh, yeah, now we can do that. We can, you know, we can do these things um, over the phone that we couldn't do over the phone. We can do things remotely that we couldn't do remotely. Um, there is a way, actually, you can work from your home and, and still be secure. You know, I had uh, uh, an acquaintance whose uh, wife worked at a highly classified job. So she was at a job where initially they not like on site and using our private servers and blah, blah. There's no way you can safely turn. That's not true either. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, a lot of these things were, were very self-imposed and really <clears throat> easy to change. They weren't oh, yeah. hard. We just needed to have enough people on the same page to change them. And yeah, I'm sure there's people where you really did force their hand, right? Like, you know, I'm sure there's people who didn't like it um, and who didn't trust it, um, you know, but it, but it really wasn't that hard, you know, but as we're sort of transitioning into whatever we're transitioning into, which I'm not entirely sure <laughs> what that is, to be honest with you. <laughs> But something, yeah, something, <laughs> something shifting, yeah. something shifting. It's not quite the same. So whatever that is, um, I think it's interesting just to sort of notice where people are getting stuck and where mm-hmm. they're at sheer curiosity. Um, and then what yeah. I'm what I'm getting stuck on and what I'm clinging to. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think that for me, a lot that's come up with sort of this the work from home or don't work from home or whatever um is is uh it's i think it's it's showing a lack of trust there's an employees um mm-hmm. that there's just um especially mm-hmm. in some of these like more conventionally structured um you know that that they're just not made on that model um yeah. And they're not entirely comfortable with that model. Um, there's just not a lot of trust that they're paying somebody to do a job uh, unless they're there to do it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but then I think we're also seeing some evidence that, you know, people are actually, I mean, you know, evidence that the kind people really like, like, num- yeah, you know, where, where, you know, that people are like actually more productive at home, not all people. Mm-hmm. home lives for that but um you know that some people really are um and it's definitely true for me I yeah. socialize a lot at work I'll be honest <laughs> I'm by mm-hmm. myself <laughs> I like and I like the people I work with but I do a lot of socializing uh so yep. if you just want me to work you probably should send me home <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, is it okay to, to share a story because uh we we once uh climbed the 14,000 foot peak with someone that I was formerly employed with. Um, you probably know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to name yes. that person. Um, and there's a weird subplot going on uh, with the person of the other gender on that hike. Sure. Uh, but it was very interesting because uh, when we worked together, yeah, a significant chunk of my day would be interacting with that person with absolutely nothing related to what I was doing. And uh, (laughs) it was just super interesting. Like, hey, wow, we're on the like 77th email back and forth, but there's only 27 feet between where where we physically are located. Um, Yeah. Okay. That's cool. But hey, look, I can, I'm uh, like entering data left handed. Um, For those out there in listener land, I was socialized to be right handed, but I've been teaching myself to become left handed. 
for a good chunk of my life. So I was teaching myself left-handed key padding. Um, it's super exciting. Highly recommend it. it uses different pathways in your brain. Yes, um, it does. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like that was just a, such an interesting experience to, you know, hey, so I have to be in this office all day. Like I can get all my shit done in three and a half, four hours. And I'm sitting around bored waiting for something to do. Um, hey, somebody, somebody, anybody. There you go. Versus, you know, having the, these are the things that have to get done compressing it doing it all in three and a half four hours poof mm-hmm. hey if i can do that all do i does it need to be done by a certain time okay i'll have it all done by 10 a.m but sure. if not well then i'm gonna go freaking hike that mountain right there and i come back and i'm gonna go to the brewery and get a beer and then come back and i'm gonna right. sit here and do my data collation and my data manipulation and import, export, do, 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 make a few maps. And okay, cool. I did that from 7 to 11 p.m. Why in the hell do I need to be, air quote, busy and air quote, FaceTime from 7 until 5 in the office because you need to be walking by and see me in an office? No, thanks. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think it it is really interesting to me. So we had an interesting, uh, I guess I'm a teacher, which means, you know, basically my job (laughs) has to repeat every year. Right, I know, right? So yeah, one of the, uh, so every year, I mean, we have the same trainings and stuff. It's like we've never been there, right? Um, It's one of the many frustrations. Um, Mm. But this year, we had a very interesting conversation about PTO. Um, Oh, and, and it did not go well. Mm-hmm. Uh, can can <laughs> and, we just share share what PTO is? Oh yes, paid time familiar. off. Sorry, yeah, paid yeah, time okay. off. <laughs> um, and so we're this we're we're get we got this new policy. You know, we got a new HR person. We got a new policy. It's being presented to us, and it's not going well because <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> not as big a good of a gig as it had previously been, um, and all this stuff. So anyway, um, tension is rising. And I just remember, like, I was just, I was really fascinated. And I was proud of myself for that. I got, I, I will, like, give myself kudos here, because I'm like, this is such an interesting, like, observation of humans right now. <laughs> you know, because it was, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I like tension a little bit. Um, in that it's interesting to me. Um, but the, the the phrase actually came up, said aloud <laughs> to other people. Um, well, because basically they were kind of limiting our remote time, you know, so coming out of COVID, um, where we were like completely remote, and then we were like, mostly remote. And, you know, now we kind of have this different hybrid schedule. Um, you know, they were kind of like curbing that a little bit. That was sort of the, the goal of this new policy um, was around when you could use your PTO and when you could work remotely, which means you're not using your PTO, right? As you are, in fact, working. Um, and so they were kind of hashing that out. And at one point, the presenter of this, of this new policy says, um, well, if you're working remotely and you're not in our sites, then how do we know that you're not working on the beach somewhere? And I was like, fascinating that that's a problem for you. <laughs> Why do you care if I'm working on the beach or not? Mm-hmm. FYI, I will not be 
working on the beach ever. Um, that is not where you'll find me, but you might find me somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I just thought that was that was just kind of like I was like, wow, like that's the rub, right? Like mm-hmm. the rub is. I mean, there's probably a lot of rubs, you know, from the employer standpoint, but I think that there is a subconscious and for some people, I'm sure it's very conscious idea that work to some degree should be miserable, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have kind of this expectation, like I don't want you working in a pleasurable environment. Oh God. Yeah. Why do you care? Like, why do you care? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But, but the truth is, is that, is that regardless of why people seem to, and I find that just fascinating that it's like, oh. where, where did we get this social conditioning? You know, that work is miserable. Um, and I think we kind of can it out you know factory work and whatever, um, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I think we can't hash it. I don't think that's like a total, like, you know, rhetorical question, um, you know, but, but we're still kind of carrying that in our psyche, right. That it's like, that's what work is. Like work isn't on the beach unless you happen mm-hmm. to be like a lifeguard or something. Your work is in an office. Otherwise it's not work, you know, or your work is in a home office. Otherwise it's not work. Um, but if you're on a beach or if you're traveling, you're somehow not working. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's an interesting um, pairing of ideas that don't necessarily need to be paired together other than we habitually do so and yeah. have for many generations, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Is, is that the puritanical ideal that came over to America <laughs> or the, the parts of what we call North America, which are currently separated to America? United States of America and Canada, but there's actually no difference um, that came with the Puritans and religious purity and can't have sex, can't have pleasure, you know, must do everything like work, 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 work. Is, is that from other perspectives that are there? Is that from slave driver days? Like who knows? There's I think, a, lot I think of stuff. a lot. I mean, I think kind of take your pick. I mean, especially if yeah. you're going to talk like ancestral memories and things like that, you know, that, that there seems to be um, just some really deep seated beliefs that I don't think we have hashed out, but I think they've come up, right? Like that's what's oh, yeah. sort of beautiful about what's happened. Like as unbeautiful as it was in so many ways, um, you know, that that's, that's what makes it kind of interesting hey we're back yes space ghost nonsense Uh, yeah so for anybody listening out there i'm just going to add this directly because it's really curious to me that as real estate idealist was talking about the changes to life and the changes to the way that we perceive work and working from home and millennials and things all of a sudden we got all of this static and it got totally denied garbled, <laughs> totally garbled and denied and i was standing outside and i was like wow i haven't moved at all and all of a sudden i can get approximately every 47th syllable um so that's very interesting to me and we're just going to roll with it because as I think everyone knows and can tell in these interesting times that we're in, there's a lot of stuff that shifts, a lot of frequencies changing and we're going to put it back to Astra because we were talking about how 
the idea and concept of work had shifted to working from home and all of the things that air quote were on uh, what's the Ralph Wiggum thing. That's impossible. Um, <laughs> have, have become possible. And For sure. we're in this neat time. So I'm going to put it back to you because I'm going to have another beer. Because it's a beautiful day. <laughs> yes, I'm not sure exactly where I cut off there. Um, but yeah, I was talking about um, uh, the deliberate use of the word training. Um, our young people to work from home and work remotely. Uh, because school districts have now invested all this infrastructure in remote things. Um, and they want to use them. And so um, that, I mean, unless their hand is forced, which um that's not outside of the question for sure um mm -hmm. but uh it, there seems to be a desire and a willingness at least hybrid uh and so when we do that um you know if we if we look at the purpose of education which is also another very big rabbit hole mm. um you know, we we do train um our young people how to work in the world and right now we are training them to work in a hybrid and remote world. That is an expectation they have. It's an expectation they have for school. They're demanding it, I would mm -hmm. say. I say that with a lot of love. Like, mm -hmm. go young people. I'm cool with it. Um, you know, uh, that, that, that this, they're not going to do school that way. Um, and I tell you, they, they're, some of them have a lot of conviction. I mean, I, I love young people for that. Um, they're not going to do it. And they're willing to have some consequences um, for that, that we cannot, or we're not very successful at, maybe I should say, um, convincing them that they should. And so um, that's interesting. And it's going to change the world of work um, and what kind of jobs they're willing to do, what kind of things they're willing to put up with or not. So. Yeah. 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 And, and that, that's a really interesting topic in and of itself of the way that school is changing and the way that certain institutions are banning certain people from attending, whether it's in person or it's uh, remotely. Um, but also, how does that change the concept of air quote work and, or we'll call it getting things done um, if it is a physical location or if it is something that requires being done, you know, say like plowing the roads of snow or keeping sure. a ski area running or whatever it might be, we're in this huge transitional time. So I was just, uh, saying, um, that, um, yeah, young people, yeah, I was kind of giving young people kudos because mm -hmm. um, they're really just not, um, they're just really not playing this game um, it, by and large right now. Um, and they're playing hardball with it. And, you know, I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And that's why I, I like the age group I work with. I work with teens, um, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, I mean, they, they have to deal with so much, um, but they're really like kind of willing um, to not to just not play the game we're offering. 
And uh, yep. it, it can be very hard to convince them that they should. I mean, they're just, they, there just seems to be something for some reason, and I don't know why, um, but something kind of in their, in their collective consciousness that just, um, they just don't have the buy-in for it. Yeah. There's still some that do, obviously. Um, <clears throat> but, but by and large, I mean, you know, you're just seeing a lot more that it's just like, I'm not going to do it and I'm not going to do it that way. And that is going to translate, you know, into your workforce um, you know, as they age out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I look at it as simply as, you know, being in a new location to me and seeing the job postings in different places. And a lot of people being like, well, why in the hell would I do that? Like, you want me to be busy for 40 hours a week making that amount of money to right. do that? No, thanks. Like, I'm going to go and do what I like and fuck you. Probably still make that amount of money or more. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of the same perspective I have. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And so, it, so it's interesting. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, uh, for, for people who aren't around um, young people, um, young adults, they are really fascinating um and i find it extremely fascinating why we feel the need to control them for as long as we feel the need to control them i think it's um, an interesting thing to consider um also another pretty deep rabbit hole um mm -hmm. but we do i mean we really um take a lot of time and energy and resources in management of mm -hmm. those people 14 to 18 or so. Um, mm -hmm. And those that age group is an age group that would have been considered historically to be adults. Um, you know, yeah. and it's not really until somewhat recently um, that we've sort of created this arbitrary age of 18. I mean, I um, nothing significant happens at 18. <laughs> Nope. I mean, <laughs> developmentally, um, 17 and 19 are, you know, similar enough anyway to 18. Um, you know, so 18 sort of this arbitrary number that we pulled out and then some things are 21. And mm -hmm. then, you know, we've sort of created sort of this perpetual infantile adult, you know, that still can't get their shit together in their 20s. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and all of feel like um, that's by design. You know, that's yeah. really not, um, you know, the entirely, um, there's a lot of blame, right? I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of blame. It's like, well, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> like, why couldn't yeah. you, you know, get that together? Come on. Like, hey, I mean, no one here by themselves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, there's, um, um, you know, it, why? I mean, why? Do, you know, I think teenagers are incredibly powerful people mm -hmm. and we don't want them to know that. <laughs> no, just stay no. in school kids. Um, yeah. You know, we, yeah. we just, we don't want them to know that, um, especially as a collective. I mean, you know, teenagers can do anything mm -hmm. and they know it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Unlike us adults who can mm -hmm. do anything, but we forget it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's yep. like, you know, they haven't forgotten it yet. Um, it's, it's not totally, it's not totally gone. Um, and so, you know, it's very interesting um, that, um, I mean, adults are really trying to cater to this um, because they're just not showing up to play in our ball game. 
Yeah. And so we're trying to change the game enough, you know, that they'll show up. Um, and they do. Um, they do show. Yeah. A lot of them. Um, but, uh, but a lot of them, it's like, hey, this isn't relevant. Uh, and they're not wrong <laughs> about that mostly. Um, you know, and largely, what does education show beyond a point? It shows how willing you are to play the game. That's really what it shows. The straight A student was willing to play the game. The CD student hung in there, you know, but whatever. Yeah. And the one who didn't play the game doesn't have the diploma, right? So, you know, I mean, that's really kind of uh, in part what school is showing employers later on. Um, you know, if you do a lot of higher education, more engaged in the game. And there's people who want you to be engaged in the game. Those are who they want to employ. But most training is done on the job. Not oh, gosh, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, and and I I can attest to that. Having a master's degree, I learned more stuff that first week on the job than I did a high school undergraduate degree, field school classes, practical classes, master's degree, practical classes, applicable classes. The assistantship I had, I learned more that first week on the job. For sure. Yeah. Than, I, than and, I did in school. I'm like, when the flying hallelujah did I spend all this time in school? <laughs> Duh. Well, when probably because they wouldn't have looked at you, right? If you hadn't, well, they, you likely, just wouldn't yeah. have even <laughs> been considered, you know? And so, but, but it's kind of like, okay, so I come with all of these papers. I'm a very, I'm a papered person now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I come with all these papers um, and these papers make you look at me, but you know, I was, I was reading an article that actually for work, it was required. Mm -hmm. Um, for my job and oh, it was gosh. very evident that's unfortunate uh, yeah it was very <laughs> evident um this was kind of interesting uh yeah. they were asking you know companies you know the big yeah. ones your bigger companies uh, i don't yeah. remember exactly who was in it but you know you know names that you would recognize um yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what are what do they need what do they need in an employee um employees and it was very evident in this paper that all of them felt really, really comfortable training. You know, it's like, yeah. we just need the right people here, but we can train them. Yeah. That's oh, not yeah. a problem. And so, you know, even, even your workforce is saying that, hey, like we can train our people. I don't need you to train our people. <laughs> I need them to come with skills like, problem solving, innovation, creativity. Well, these are hard things to put into school because they don't grade really well and they're not very standardized. Right. So, no. Um, no. so there is a little bit of a mismatch here, even between what are, you know, leading industry companies who are likely going to employ a lot of people, at least as of this moment, are saying they need and what we're offering. Um, and it doesn't seem like that's totally lost on our students either. No, no, for sure. Like there's a, there's a huge gap between, you know, what it skills that are valued and where the skills that are taught. I'm like, oh, hey, great. You know how to use a spreadsheet. That's freaking fantastic. Can you interact with somebody that's there? Can you deal right, with right. seven people? Can you deal with seven people screaming at the same time and figure out who the priority is? Yeah, that comes with life experience. It doesn't necessarily come from what you learned in a very progressive, very step by step. Do A, do B, do C, do D. Right. Go now. 
granted, I I say this to someone who's had enough stuff where like, okay, cool. You want to see if you can swim? Deep end. Without a PFD, good luck. Right. <laughs> and go. And not everyone's had that experience. And that's okay. But we we are really aware right now especially you and i of the way that concepts and structures and things are changing and who is uh who is supporting and working with that and who is resisting with everything they have um sure. changing yeah yeah and and to sort of you know tie this back in to not totally go down the rabbit hole all the way yeah, um yeah, you know sure. to, to to the reality you know um what makes me feel better, just speaking to me, um, yeah. is looking at these changes with velocity and being, that's different, that's new, that's going to change some things though, right? Like we have all these buildings that we're not going to need to use, like what are we going to do with them? You know, um, what, I mean, what are we going to do with those jobs that really do need to be timely, like you were saying with the yeah. snowplow? Um, yeah. Some jobs, we do need yeah. people there. <laughs> Uh, and like from one hour to another, you know, I mean, yeah. what's going to happen to those kinds of things, you know, but, but it's, it's a, it's a more beneficial perspective for me personally to look at these changes with fascination, um, than with fear. Um, the fear is just not, oh, yeah. it's just not, um, conducive, um, for me personally. Um, one thing that I did is that, you know, I also think that I would, it's more beneficial for me personally to stay in a friendly universe. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I try to um, approach this situation, um, benefit of the doubt to everybody, that they mm-hmm. are just doing what they think is right, and that they're mm-hmm. and their yeah. stuff isn't my stuff, and we might be working on completely different stuff. And I might wonder why they even have stuff, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't get your stuff at all and that's okay. Um, but choosing that as opposed to feeling like I live in this dangerous universe where people are out to deceive me and out to, mm-hmm. treat me. and you know, that I, I was there a long time. Most you know, last 18 months is kind of, that's where I was at. Um, and, you know, speaking of reality, that's just not the thought process that, is serving me the best. Um, and so softening that a little bit and coming into a place where it's like, you know, maybe there are unsavory things going on in the world, but I don't know if it serves me to assume that case. So I'm going to, yeah, assuming that's the case. (laughs) Um, and to assume that everybody's just on some journey, which is also true, right? Regardless of if they're, have agendas or not everyone's on a journey yeah. um and they're part of the journey and they're part of our crest and part of our growth ball and we'll just ride out this and that feels better um than the world's full of trickery and deceit and agendas and long-term plans of control and you know and and you know insert what yeah, insert whatever you'd like right now, because what what you're seeing, or what you're what you believe is what you're seeing, and whatever part of the entire huge spectrum 
it is that that you perceive and you believe um you're seeing that reflected to you sure and when you when you change your perspective and change change your thoughts change your beliefs wayne dyer going back to wayne dyer like it's really interesting what you see and perceive and believe and like physically literally metaphorically uh figuratively the separation into wow we are perceiving different levels of reality right now that's kind of cool kind of interesting uh, i don't know that, that we that you and i there certain people certain people and i jive on anything right now because of the beliefs and perceptions we have you know for sure yeah, we're, we're all ultimately in our own journey through whatever we perceive and whatever air quote reality that we think we have and we can connect or offer thoughts, offer intent to people uh, and see what happens. But ultimately they're on their own journey and they will choose what they choose to perceive and choose to interpret as reality and that's okay. It can just become challenging when we're looking at changes in relationships of people that may have been yeah. in our bubble or our awareness over days, months, years, decades, entire lives. Um, yeah. Have that change be based on literally seeing different levels of air quote reality. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and um, this, this idea of um, support, you know, what does support look like? Um, you know, what is, what is holding your own authenticity look like for other people? Um, and this is, this is something I've given a lot to because I feel like um, I, I'm in a help married to somebody in a helping profession. I'm around a helping professionals um, that we run in because where you are is not good <laughs> and i mm -hmm. think i think this is already maybe that's not even true you know but we, we perceive that as true and you know and what does support look like and i think that so often we think support looks like advice and telling people what to do education you know if only they knew if they're they're just they're apparently missing information because mm -hmm. if they knew information they would clearly like not think the way they do um and i don't think that that's necessarily very often the right types of support now i will like put in the caveat if someone asks for advice i mean it's totally acceptable to give advice it's not bad um just, is the is the advice the main foundation of support and i don't think it is i think the main foundation of support is that you know no like no in your heart of hearts because you've walked this journey already you know to mm -hmm. the extent that you've walked it that you know that the life they want is possible you yeah. have vision for the life they want even when they don't have it yet and that's support. You know, when we're around people like that, that's, those are the people that give us confidence. You know, that's essentially what belief means. You know, it's, I, I believe that you are powerful enough to create whatever world. 
want to do in it. I believe in that. That's yeah. I'm going to go and have some advice. They ask, you give it to them. That's great. But the support is I already know it's possible because I've seen it because I've experienced Mm -hmm. it myself. And that is what the biggest thing that we have to offer, you know, more than anything else, more than the education, more than the teaching, more than the advice, more than that. I'll sneakily leave a book here. Um, you know, yeah, right. right. <laughs> here's your Christmas present. Okay. <laughs> uh, here you go. Here's obviously what you need to be doing. Um, <laughs> more than that. I want in life is possible. I know you can get it. And like, really what's better than that? You have people in your mm-hmm. life that believe that about you. That's the support. You know, that's, that's the, I, you know, regardless of what reality you happen to be in right now and how you're interacting with it and how your thoughts may or may not be serving you, I know you can change them all because I've done it well, and yeah. other people, you know, and other people have stories to share about how they've done it. You know, I have evidence of miracles in the world. We even have scientific evidence that things are nothing like they appear. So, you know, even if you want to go more hardcore, um, you know, <laughs> Western evidence, we have it. You know, yep. and we're starting to get it, you know, so it's like, hey, like, I, I believe that I believe that for me and I believe that for you. And that's a powerful thing to give somebody. But I think we have to be really careful, especially for, you know, those of us who are helpers, that that, that we yeah. are cautious of how we help, because I think we just get a little. And it's like, oh, my God, I learned something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, maybe yeah. not today, you know. Like, this is where I am and I'll be here and I'll authentically be here because it serves you the best for me to authentically be here. You're going to be yeah. where you are. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, here is where I am. Hey, if you have questions, concerns, if you have comments, like feel free. I, I'm right here. I'm going to continue to be right here. And if you right. choose to, to go over there, well, that's okay. I'm going to be right here and I'm going to continue right. to be right here. And yeah, maybe it's super shitty that you chose to be over there. Maybe you're choosing to project stuff on me. Maybe whatever's happening, that's okay. But yeah. I'm going to continue to be right here. And if you choose to be open to different interpretations, if you choose to want to engage, that's great. And if not, hey, that's okay too. This is my journey. This is your journey. That part, those parts are all okay. And at the same time, it's very challenging to be in, in that position and see people choose what they choose. There's also a big, uh, call it trust, and knowing that there are better things coming in. So while well, these transitions are occurring, okay, that's cool. There's also the space for new, new and um, up-leveled connections to transpire yeah for sure oh no it's very it's very changing um, absolutely um, and so attempting like, so important that we don't you know that's that's really how we burn bridges you know and burning bridges is different than taking some space yeah <laughs> you know yes. those are not the same thing um no. you know so we might need to take some space you know to let people do what they need to do um you know but then people you know they they come around um and and maybe they don't you know not everyone does sometimes you know maybe this isn't the lifetime for that it's mm-hmm. fine too um, you know that's just that that we're gonna 
navigate, you know, we get there. Um, but, you know, people do want to make changes. Um, then they need people on. So I hate to use the word side because um, that sounds so oppositional, but they need people in the direction that they're. You know, so it's kind of like, okay, maybe I am really sick of being scared in the world that I live in. Um, maybe I am just absolutely exhausted of being scared of invisible things that I can't do a whole lot about. And I'm tired. Doesn't seem to be tired. Greg. Yep. <laughs> Greg seems to be doing okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, maybe that's what I need to make. Um, you know, and unfortunately, it's um it's not something we have control over and uh, mostly our problems are caused by too much control anyway, or people trying to take too much control. And so, um, you know, I think to sort of, you know, live what we preach, you know, to kind of let people go um, and do, and do their thing and hope that they make their way back to us. And I'll tell you, like, I mean, I wouldn't have thought that my family would have, and they have, you know, so I think it's possible. I know it's possible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the only word that comes to mind is interesting. And I, I know this is what I use a shit ton and it doesn't <laughs> really have any specific meaning, but it's very curious to, to just step back and go like, wow, all of these different perceptions and realities that are out there, you know, it's very interesting, which, okay. I'm going to put this context of, of, of friendships. Um, you know, which friendships friendships have strengthened over the past 18 months, which ones have dissolved over 18 months. And right. at, at the same time as having those transitions happen, to be able to to have the courage and or whatever you want to call it to stand in a place of, okay, this is all just information. It right. doesn't it it doesn't eliminate a connection in the future. If time's a, time's a concept, it doesn't eliminate anything in the past. It simply means, hey, this is a, diver- a divergence for now. And perhaps some people show up again. It's not. That's okay. Um, perhaps that clearing by, by people disappearing or threatening or whatever it may be, um, you know, perhaps that brings in the new space for new and more aligned people to show up. Perhaps for sure. Not. Um, you know, perhaps it, it's a letting go of old ways of being to fully step into a future, um, just for me, like of my own separate from other people's perceptions of how I should or need or deserve to be. Um, and that's just from me. And I'm encouraging anyone who's out there who's, who's listening, that's okay. You may be losing connections. You may be gaining connections. You may be experiencing a lot of grief and sadness and anger and regret over and guilt over things that happened. But thank you, little dog, for barking at that. Um, but at the same time, I, all we can do is trust that, hey, those, those connections which have severed for now, maybe they're not forever. Maybe they are. Maybe they're temporary. Maybe those we're holding on to, it's okay to let go of them with love because that means they just separate of their own accord. Thank you, phone, for buzzing with that. 
And maybe that means the new things that you've been thinking and dreaming and manifesting at a subconscious level are sliding right in now that the distractions have slid away. Sure. Just a perspective. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, it reminds me of uh, Abraham Hicks, grid filling yep. in. You know, and I think a lot of times what happens, um, and I know I'm I'm definitely, um, is that you hold your intention, right? And then the universe delivers, and then you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Other things are changing. Well, things have to change and shift in order for your intention to come to fruition. So, um, you know, so, like, we end up in this yo-yoing, you know, where it's kind of like, I want X, Y, Z to happen. So I'm, I'm, like, holding that thought start happening we don't like so it's like oh never mind <laughs> or we don't even you know it, it doesn't even seem to relate to what we're intending um still you know we need we need other we need certain things and um and um and those things are scary we end up having that process of that group and going back to how we were um yo-yo creative process instead of really diving and trusting that that's what's happening you know trusting that when your intention is your life process of thing happening um and maybe that's the best way for it to happen you know maybe someone else just needs to be somewhere else you know i know that you do a lot of energy grids and um you know and i know some things anchor am i correct correct me if i'm wrong some things and that's people, correct things, that yeah is like says right and so you know we can you need to do you know there's maybe that kind of work happening um you know that that people need to be physically in different people maybe need to be now in non-physical locations instead of physical locations yeah. and um, you know, and just having, you know, a lot more perspective, right? If I'm going to decide to trust the universe that I live in, these things are now accessible to me. If I don't, then these ideas are not. Um, and those are, that's just all what I choose to think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for you sure. Know, I, how, did, <laughs> how did this location show up? The, the, uh, the, freaking goddamn fucking astronomical odds of this place showing up hello and i'm here right um right you know, the, i mean yeah and, why is anyone really right where they are <laughs> exactly right? you you are what's the gary allen song right where i need to be and everyone right. out there you should all put into your search engine gary allen right where i need to be and listen to that song right now it's country because country's awesome and if you disagree well that's on you um <laughs> But at, at the same time, it was really interesting because as you were saying that, there was a, a message popped in and it's from a very close friend who has been through a lot with me. Uh, the last known location I have for that person is Byron Bay, Australia. And I know you and I have talked a lot about what happened for me in Byron Bay, Australia. If anyone's interested, you can just, uh Yeah feel free to search for Byron Bay and uh, play around with energies and stuff that's out there, but your location can change your life. And sometimes it really does take stepping away from what you know and what other people think, think of you and project what you need to be or how you need to be or where you need to be 
to step out of that and see, wow, there's this whole uncharted territory. Excuse me. Two double IPAs. Pardon me. Um, this whole uncharted territory, this magical universe that's out there, but can you see it? Can you perceive it when you're in the middle of a lot of other people's ideas and ideals, I-D-E-A-L-S, of how, where, what, who to be? Yes. Yes. And there's Thank you, Raven. Some people that than others Mm -hmm. um you know just based on their cultures or family structures and you know Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's i mean i think that's a probably a a challenge for all of us um but yeah i mean there's some people that's a that's a heavy one and a heavy thing put down yeah oh gosh yeah yeah i mean the, the number the number of people that are in my awareness um and i use that term specifically with conscious languaging people in my awareness um that that could um hmm, what's the phrasing i'm I'm really trying to be con to be conscious of the language i'm using because conscious language is a big thing if anyone out there is curious check out tennyson stevens tennyson like that awesome poet or something something tennyson who wrote that poem i read in um 12th grade that i forget right now because i'm freaking awesome um maybe help me out English teacher. <laughs> I'm not sure what poem you read. Uh, oh gosh, I don't know. Tennyson wrote a bunch of cool stuff. Um, but, but yeah, like to to be to be in these different levels of perception and trusting that where you are is the right place for you at this time, and the people that are resonating with you and connecting with you are the right ones at this time. And that's not to discount or discredit at all how shitty it can be to have relationships of multiple decades disappear. Um, Family connections, friend connections, whatever it might be, work environments, like change and transition. That's okay. We are really stepping into a brand new world and brand new way of being. And there is a, a full separation in the realities we all perceive. So it's all okay. And, you know, as I say that, I hear ravens quirking, I hear squirrels nittering, I hear chipmunks making their noise, or freaking pileated woodpecker again, I hear freaking siren again. Um, there's a lot of universal validation. And there's, there's a deep wisdom and knowing with, within all of us. It's the innate wisdom that I work with when facilitating sessions, observing sessions. Like, that knows. You know. There, there's a there's a core of your being that knows what's what's right for you and you are the ultimate arbiter of deciding which which path to take or which steps to to move forward or backward with it's ultimately up to you there there is no external authority to seek approval from the authorities within you exactly okay yeah well said Thank you. Yeah, I don't know if that, if that was me or if that was coming through me. Um, it's all right. But thank you. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> exactly right. Self too much about that. I'm like, damn, that was yeah, good. No, no, that that that's all good. Yeah, that that, that was Pearl. <laughs> that was Pearl. Pearl was coming through me. She's here. She's here. Hey, she's here. Yeah. No. I mean, that's that's very well said. Very well said. So, I how about I end with a Wayne Dyer story? Yeah, please do. All right. Please do. Okay. So, um, 
my Wayne Dyer story. So recently, um, first of all, back in college, which is now ridiculously long time ago. You don't, um, you don't, you don't have to say the number. It's okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> did, did you hunt dinosaurs in the morning? Or was you know, I mean, it was, like, it was like just, you know, they had just gone extinct. <laughs> Came along. Um, no, uh, yeah. So in college, I, so I have like most of the books. I've read most of the books at some t- at some point. I've sort of I break. I mean, my journey sort of took me just other direction. Still, really have a lot of buy-in to to you know everything that I learned from him. Um, just sort of I took it in different levels and things like. He's a great entry point. Yeah. Um, to a lot yeah. of the these ideas. Um, and so anyway, um, I recently, um, uh, his. Luke's story podcast. I don't know if you caught that one. Um, I, I did. I haven't listened yet, but I, I saw she was on. That's in, it's in my queue. That one. So she's talking about, um, you know, his death and kind of how he comforted her after I will leave for her words. But my part of the story is is that I recently was sitting under the stars with my husband um, mm-hmm. who was, and I was telling yeah. him, you know, about the story and, um, and about Wayne Dyer's teachings. And at one point I said, and I was quoting the podcast at the time, yeah. you know, you know, her, her, you know, the universe, um, if everything that you taught is true, give me a sign. And so I'm telling this to my husband about yep. this. I'm kind of trying to comfort him and whatever. And I say those words, if everything you do, give me a sign. And then yep. this huge shooting across the sky. Oh, wow. I'm crying like, right now. Sorry. Yeah, it's really cool. And, yeah. um, you know, I was like, thank you so much. And the world is beautiful. And if it's in your heart to believe that, that's okay because like there are signs and there are a lot of ways that energies connect with us regardless of what air quote science might say air quote media might say and what anyone else might say um you know in your heart what's true for you and the train won't stop blowing its whistle so (laughs) you can hear that too right um but yeah so i want to thank real estate for sharing that story because there is a lot more going on than we can see or perceive or that the people of science can explain. For sure. For sure. And thank you for sharing. Oh, hey, you're welcome. Yeah. It was, it was an interesting experience, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. good. Okay. Well, with that, uh, why don't we end on that? Um, I want to say gigantic thank you to Real Estate List for joining us on this. Uh, we look forward oh, you. to uh, anything else coming out on that podcast. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm uh, thinking it needs to come back. So I've taken a very long hiatus because I felt really um, unoriented, I think, disoriented, I guess is the word, um, yep. to my own truth for a while. And so I took a, a long hiatus from um, all things. Um, reading podcasts, news, 
to kind of get recentered in myself. Um, so I am feeling a lot better. Um, and, um, you know, I think we were talking earlier about sort of the synergy of you asking me on your podcast. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of wanted to ask, but <laughs> it's okay. It's that's, a little bit weird to be like, Hey, can I go on your podcast? That's you know? why and then, and then you ended the up field. asking, yeah, you ended up asking you. me anyway. Um, so it all worked out, but I was like, ah, I kind of feel like, I feel like I need to say something. So, um, yeah, I, I am hopeful that, that, that will be coming back, um, soon. And, um, I, and I just recently kind of got that actually just earlier today, kind of got that, the app and all of that up and going. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I recorded reminiscing with myself about what mm-hmm. I've done. Um, and, uh, maybe where to go next and what I feel like, I need to put out in the world. And I have to say, I just, I really like the podcast format because it just kind of sits there. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't do any advertising or anything for mine. So I just really trust that whoever needs it gets it and they can take it or leave it. And, and that's fine. And um, you know, it's, it's kind of out there in the, in the webs and the, the ideas are out there in a different kind of web. And, um, and then it's out of my hands, which, it is anyway so yeah yeah no it, 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 it all makes sense and that's the same thing we use the same podcasting platform anchor fm so if you're going to anchor in you're going to anchor into real study list you're going to anchor into me you're going to anchor into somebody else luke story whoever it is that that you may want to listen to but there's there's a lot of options out there and the resonation the frequencies are changing and shifting all the time and what you're drawn to it may change. It, it may, it may circle around like that red tailed hawk that we saw earlier out here. And that's okay. I'm going to link real estate, this podcast out here. Uh, I'm going to say, Hey, uh, maybe this is something we do once a month, once a month of having For a sure. air quote or well, we're going to have real conversations until we think of something better <laughs> uh, or the dog comes up with a better name. Who knows? Um, I miss that dog. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, th- this has been fantastic and I'm very excited for it and especially for people to to just listen and hear and feel and connect with the the energy and the frequency and really reconnect with what feels right for you. That is the for only sure. thing or that is one of the the things I can offer right now is what feels right for you. Yep. And if something doesn't feel right, that's okay to walk Leave away it from there. It. Yeah, leave it there. Leave it exactly. There. <laughs> exactly. Well, I want to say thank you very much. Thank you. List, and uh, we will chat again soon. Looking forward to it. Bye, Greg. All right. Bye. All right, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Wisdom of the Wilderness. I appreciate you being here and spending part of your day with me. And I hope that there has been a good experience on your end listening to today's episode. If this episode resonated with you and you know somebody who might enjoy or appreciate, uh, be inspired or empowered by it, please feel free to pass it along and drop me a review on the podcast platform of your choice that you are listening to it on. As well, I now have an email address that you can feel free to send me messages, suggestions, thoughts, guest requests, questions, whatever it might be. That address is wisdom of the wilderness at protonmail.com. That's Wisdom of the Wilderness, all one word, at protonmail.com.
look forward to seeing some messages and want to say hello to everyone out there from all the different countries and cities and states and counties and provinces. Thank you. It's been really cool to see where people are listening from and think a little bit about all those different experiences people are having in their day-to-day life. All right. Have yourselves a good one, friends. We will talk to you the next time. The Wisdom of the Wilderness. Mm-hmm.